It's time. We're back. This is the unrequested sports podcast opinions that no one asked for with myself, Tino, my buddy Robbie. Joining us back here, it's been a busy uh, few weeks, at least for me personally. So it's just been, I'm just happy to be back here. I'm ready to podcast. I'm ready to talk about some some sports balls uh, and uh, and all the happenings, all the things. Thanks for joining us again, Robbie. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks. How's the new house? It's uh, packing. Packing and unpacking is a terrible, terrible thing. Um, thankfully, I'm at that point in my life, or maybe not so thankfully, that my friends are so old that you really can't ask them to help move, you know, anymore, you know, to be like, Hey, you want a couple slices of pizza, some bad beer and a, you know, and possibly a herniated disc, you know, it's just not on the agenda anymore. And I mean, we still hired movers, but moving is still a pain in the ass. Oh yeah. It never gets fun. <laughs> no, I don't understand how people do this, you know, every couple of years. It's like, it was fine when I was living in an apartment. Um, but how about even, even in winter park, it was yeah yeah the years i mean yeah even then but it was like a day like you can get it done in a day because yeah. you're just moving stuff from literally one room into a room elsewhere that wasn't greater than about 15 miles away granted i didn't move very far but it was a three-bedroom house to another three-bedroom house and it was just kind of like where did all this crap come from I, every time i uh ugh, ugh. Uh, no, I'm over it. I'm over it. It's still happening. I'm still going to be over it a month from now, but it's still going to be happening. It is what it is. I've I've accepted my fate like a Browns fan from 15 years ago. I have just accepted Ouch. that this is going to suck for some time. Ouch. <laughs> I don't know if we have any Browns fans listening. But if you do, good news. You're probably the best team in the division as of today. So. Oh, God, yeah. That's... Ugh. I mean, I, I just leave it out there. But we'll we'll jump into it. That's what we do. We 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 talk. We primarily talk football, and really, the big football is the NFL football. Best time of the year. Well, second best behind college. <laughs> and that's where we differ. I'm more of a I'm more of a NFL guy. I, you you can be the college guy. I'll have to invite Danny back uh, for for college football debates. He's got some opinions. <laughs> <laughs> so but for me it's all about the nfl and guess what preseason is back we are here and it's been interesting it's a new look three games instead yeah. of the four same results you know i was so excited until i saw the first game and i was like ah, i'm not excited anymore does <laughs> it actually start yeah it's like we're excited because there's football back on and then you watch it and you're kind of like hmm. i mean it's sort of back on you know, yeah. it's enough. It's it's just enough to whet the appetite. It's nothing that you can get rid of. I don't I don't know if they can move down to a two game preseason at this point. Like just thinking about it like and having obviously some time to think about it because, well, we didn't have anything to do all summer long. Um, three games, I think, seems to be the minimum, right? Because that's one game where you're really going to let your starters play a couple drives, right? But you also have to provide enough time, as we saw, which we'll, we'll talk about, which is some of these rookie quarterbacks and these rookie uh, picks, just first rounders, second rounders, guys trying to make the team. It's time for them to get snaps, get real football action 
at this new level, even if they're going up against twos, uh, it's still, I think needed. I, I was just trying to think about it the other day. I was, as I was watching some of the first games, I don't think you can move this down to, uh, to a two game preseason. I don't think it makes sense. Cut the rosters. Cut. Why? This Why do you is, need 90 people trying out? Because some of, one of those guys is going to make it, right? Like someone's yeah, going to flash. Tito? Well, <laughs> he, he, needed, he needed one game to get cut. Yeah, I doubt he needed that much. I don't think he needed that much, but <clears throat> it, the Tebow part was, was a little bit frustra- frustrating for me because it's just like it served no real purpose. It sold jerseys. It, oh, <laughs> Why? Everyone, everyone who bought one is probably on NFL.com going, how do I return this jersey now? No, they're dumb. Well. They kept it. Either way, I, you know, it was it's about time that he got cut, but I don't know if this is the way he would want to be cut. Like, I would have, if I were him, I would have rather have been cut prior to the first preseason game because now that we have the film, the film ain't good. Well, I know Skip Bayless is probably freaking out somewhere. Well, no one sucking cares about on su- Sucking on his binky. Sucking on the Tebow teat. Yeah. I don't know. It, it just wasn't a it just wasn't a good look. I mean, if he had any hope of playing kind of beyond the camp, that that preseason game didn't do it for him. You <laughs> <laughs> can't catch. You can't block. You can't tackle. Yeah, I mean, he looked he legitimately looked lost out there. Like it, it, it reminded me of being in freshman football in high school of just being like, well, they snapped the ball. I stood up and I just started looking around cause I wasn't sure what was happening and where I was supposed to be. So, so did you just lean on somebody then? Yeah. You just kind of like, well, he's close. Let me put my hands up, which was more than Tebow did. Cause there was a point like he just got shoved to the side and was looking around like what happened? Where'd he go? Like, it's like, oh, that was your job leaving you. Don't worry. Should have stuck to baseball, bro. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Tebow's a a good athlete, right? He was a, he was a great college quarterback. He's a good overall athlete. Seems by all accounts to be a good guy, but really like this, (laughs) this was just dumb. I blame Josh McDaniels (laughs) for starting the whole, the whole Tebow business For by drafting him in the first round. Trading back into the first round. Yep. No one had him going in the first. <clears throat> there was no risk of someone taking him in the first round. What is with Bill Belichick's offensive coaches just being utterly incompetent? Uh, they think they think very <clears throat> highly of themselves. <sighs> so. Oh, well. But on to more preseason uh, it was the first chance to get a look at some quarterback battles that we got going on. It happens every year. It's nothing new. You know, rookies, veterans, you know, just all over the place. We're just two all incom- over the place. Two incompetent quarterbacks. I, uh, yeah, sometimes that, that happens <clears throat> as well. Um, but we got a couple lists, and so I want to get your opinion on a couple of these. Uh, the first one was New Orleans. Now, New Orleans, as we all know, Drew Brees retired last year. It was coming. You know, his arm <laughs> didn't exist anymore. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, I don't know if he can raise his hand at this point, <laughs> but not. he he had a great career. But now he's got now we've got in the city of New Orleans. We're looking for someone to lead the Saints. Yeah. I've got my ideas, but it's either going to be Mister Eda W himself, Jameis Winston, versus the quiet, but I don't know, deceptively fast Taysom Hill. Deceptively fast. He is. He's just deceptively fast. Not what you'd expect, right? He's like a better throw in Tebow. <sighs> Don't bring him down like that. I said but, he was better throwing. <laughs> but, and he's faster. And yeah. he's probably more athletic. But overall, New Orleans. You're New Orleans. Which way are you leaning? I would say j I, mean, I don't know, Jameis. I don't. It's it's it's. I don't think it's that hard. I think I think, I think it's got to be Jameis Winston. Yeah, but just, there's there's there can't be a debate it's, here. It's thirty for thirty. Yeah, versus whatever Taysom is, <laughs> which is right up Sean Payton's alley, which is a gadget guy. But gadget guys don't stay in every play, right? We've no. seen, oh. Shoot, what was it the the Wildcat offense that the Dolphins ran way back? Oh, Ronnie Brown. Yeah, you know we we've seen this play out before, and it's great for a play, a drive, maybe. It is not a long term solution at the quarterback position. Um, it just isn't. I don't think there's any other question here. It's got to be Jameis. I agree. I just. It's just a lot of interceptions it's well it's one of the few battles looking at like our other qb battles that i am least worried about saying hey Jameis is going to be the starter week one and then someone like them potentially losing that job later in the season i don't think that happens this is the only situation i see that that's not going to happen in because Taysom, the only way Taysom comes in as a full-time starter is if Jameis is hurt I don't know. I mean, if he starts, you know, crafting the bed and throwing three picks a game. Yeah, I mean, but he's had, you, you know, don't think they'd pull laser him? eye surgery at this point. So apparently oh, he yeah, can see the jerseys he was... now. He's had, he's had like a year in the system, you know, to really kind of understand it. Sean Payton's had a chance to work with him, understand what he's good at. And Sean Payton, I think, is a good coach. And that's going to save Winston probably 10 interceptions, right? Possibly. I, I, I forgot he was blind. <laughs> I, I really hope that was the problem, but I'm not real sure. So, <laughs> I'm not either. I'm not real this sure. Is, this is the same guy who eats W's. So. Eats W's. And if you haven't, if you, I think we've talked about this multiple times. If you have not seen yeah, that clip, please go Google that clip. It makes, like, when I just want to feel good, if I'm having a rough week, I just hop onto YouTube, find that video, and I just play that and go, you know what? I'm doing all right. So you know, I feel people better. looking at you like you're an idiot. <laughs> Your coworkers. I mean, they, my coworkers look at me like I'm an idiot and that's fine, but not like never, that. Not like that. It's <laughs> just never like that. So, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I think it's, it's Winston all the way. No problems there, but we'll, we'll kind of click, check back over to our current hometown team, the Denver Broncos. 
It's a race between two turtles. <laughs> but they both had a good showing this past week in the first preseason action. What do you think? What do you what do you make of the Bridgewater versus um, Locke? Uh, you're talking about from last year, the 32nd and 33rd ranked quarterbacks. Yep. One of them's got to win. I, I mean, I don't you're know. Vic Fangio. Let's... Your job's on the line here. He's in a hot seat. Let's let's <laughs> let's not pretend he's not. He's in a hot seat. Who are you starting? Uh, the way it sounds, it sounds like true. Although neither one are, sounds like both are just god awful in camp. Like, and and this the is big thing. Yeah, the big thing with Teddy is like he's supposed to be like <clears throat> careful with the ball, doesn't turn it over, but. Doesn't sound like that. <laughs> sounds like he's just been all over the place. And same with Drew. You know, I mean, it's let's let's not take too much right from from these preseason games, right? Like these are these are warm up games. These are tune up games. No one's just showing you really anything. So don't fall in love with these stats that we see. These rankings. These quarterback ratings whatever you want to call it, whatever you're looking at, like don't take too much from this. It's still the preseason. I still don't know though who's going to win this battle. I mean, it's the lesser of two evils. Yeah. I mean, do you go with, do you go with high floor or high ceiling? And that's, that's kind of what I don't know. I think this team given their quarterback situation is, is has put themselves in a good place, right? Their offensive line doesn't suck. They have a couple running backs in the backfield. They have some receivers and they've got a defense that only got better. So I don't think it matters too much. I think if you're going to take a shot with Locke, you take a shot with him early. You give them four games, five games to see what he's, what he's really got. And if it's not cutting it, you put Bridgewater in hoping that you can salvage a playoff spot if it gets yeah, bad. But if he tanks, you can't bring Locke back in. No, no, this is, this is our make it or break it for, for Locke. I mean, again, week one preseason, he went five of seven for 151 yards and two touchdowns. To be fair, half of that was on one play, too. Yes. But again, it was against Minnesota, which looked like an absolute dumpster fire. This is, but again, this is all preseason. So don't let these, these numbers five of seven and two of those were touchdowns. Like, let's not get crazy. Like, this is still a dead even race and you really don't want to decide a winner. You know, this is going back to the Cowboys going, you know, maybe we just uh, we just start them both. You know, one takes one drive and then the next guy comes in, takes the next drive. And we'll just see how it goes until one of them lights the world just, on fire. Hey, you know, they could do what they did with Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon last year. Put them on the field at the same time. The first snap. <laughs> oh, God. No. Well, I mean, it it would probably solve your problem sooner rather than later when one of them gets hit by a linebacker hard enough to take him out of the game. Could you imagine if they're playing that, if they have to go into the third preseason game to decide who starts? That means you have to put your starting line in. I don't think it gets that. I think whatever happens, I think the, the Broncos will have made up their mind 
after preseason game number two. Uh, you would think, but no matter what they say, I think everything else, you know, trying to learn from your wisdom, Robbie, uh, where I was, where I was wrong and you were right on the, uh, on the San Francisco who's taken who thing. I think what's going to be put out front is going to be very different than what's going on behind the scenes. Even in this case, even with the Broncos at the end of this next week, they're going to go, we know who our starter is. They may both play in, in, you know, game number three, uh, just a series and then go about their business. No, I, I think they will too. I just, but I think yeah, it's, I, mean, I think it's, I think I, I, I think got it right now. I think it'll end up being locked, but it's, yeah. it's not, they're not excited about it. It's not like he did anything to exactly separate himself from Teddy yeah. Bridgewater. Yeah. You were hoping for that, that leaps and bounds of improvement. Right. But that hasn't been the case, uh, coming through, coming through camp so far. And if he hasn't made the leap yet, I mean, we already saw what happened to, to Josh Rosen. Who, who got cut by the Niners? Um, he's done. You know, he could be a career backup, maybe practice squad guy if he wants to. But Go that, to Canada. that's that's over now. So, you know, this is make it or break it for Locke. So I think they start with Locke. They have a lot invested in him. Teddy's not exactly one to come in and just you know blow your hair back with his abilities either. He's a security blanket. So, but. We'll see. I've again. I've been wrong before. Um, no, I, I I think it's I think it's locked too. Yeah. And I then just, we. I mean, yeah. This big, like I said, is Teddy's big thing is he doesn't turn the ball over. But everything I've heard is just like in camp, he's just been turning the ball over. Yeah, which I mean, again, you can do in camp. Maybe he's trying to show himself to be more aggressive. And worst case scenario, you bring Teddy in game six, game eight. And try and salvage a season, right? Ride your defense, ride your running game. See if they can get you somewhere. I I don't know. If I was a fan, I would not be excited. <laughs> you are a fan. Not of Denver. <laughs> and you're not excited. Maybe so, not. Well, that's fine. Because we're heading into the to the year anyway. They didn't draft Justin Fields. They didn't do anything else. So this is we're at where we're at. Um, but speaking of people who drafted quarterbacks, San Francisco drafted quarterbacks or drafted a quarterback in Trey Lance. While they still have Jimmy G, what happens here? Robbie, enlighten me. I think you see a situation similar to Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. You think so? That this is a. Yeah. I, I think Trey Lance is probably still a little raw. Like Mahomes oh, yeah. was. Oh, yeah. Very, very, and then, very. I mean, and Jimmy G, like Alex Smith, is confident enough to get you to the playoffs. I mean, he went to the Super Bowl. So I think, I mean, I think it's, it's going to start with Jimmy G, but for how long? It's got to be this year. I think it's um, got to be this season. Because to your point, Lance hasn't played very much meaningful football in the past two years almost two years like his combined pass attempts in actual games is i forgot i had the stat somewhere was a bit low (laughs) so you know he's got a big learning curve to make there's i don't see this going any other way than jimmy g 
starting the entire year. <laughs> but unless Jimmy G goes out in Jimmy G fashion and breaks something, <laughs> you know, so it's very possible. Yeah. I, don't, I, think, I, I think they start with Jimmy G and then see where the season takes them. Yeah. I mean, if they're out of it by week 14 for whatever reason, which I don't see happening again, Jimmy G is not a bad quarterback. This is not a bad team. They've got all the tools. They've got a defense. They've got receivers. They've got gadget game plays. I mean, they've got a, a, a pretty good offensive minded head coach. They need to let Lance sit. So similar to your point, I like the the Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes comparison. A lot of upside in Trey Lance, but you can't rush him at this point. Right. Like I said, he's I mean, still raw. I mean, you said he hasn't thrown very many passes. Yeah, there's not a lot of meaningful football in his previous something like 580 days of you know football career. Like he's thrown essentially a games wor- or a game and a half worth of passes or something. So yeah, um, not what you want to have heading into your season. But I I got another easy one for you then. New England, quote unquote, has a bit of a quarterback battle. I don't know if anyone's willing to admit it and how much. Cam or Mac, which of the three letters results in W's? I I go with Mac. Really? Yeah. Start starting week Cam, one. Cam's done. Well yeah. He's done. He his arm is shot. Yeah. <clears throat> like he's He's a shell of himself. Yeah. But he does I give mean, you the option to run. Like Mac is is going to be yeah, more of mean, a statue-ish. Then you just, I mean, you can load the box up with an eight. <laughs> and Cam's not going to, I mean, yeah, he can run, but you can't throw. No, but I, I think with the way that team's built, right? Like they had a lot of people um, off-site last year, right? You know, that opted out. So that defense is going to be better and it wasn't bad last year. The offense is going to be better because they added, they added some, some pieces like a lot of significant pieces, a couple tight ends, a couple receivers. Again, their is defense is Is he already? I, th- I think he got hurt. Someone looked at him wrong. Good Lord. That's why they got two of them. That's why they got Johnny Smith as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think Cam still starts the season. How I think games? Cam, maybe three, three to four. And then you see what you've got kind of from there. Right. But I, I, I can't see it going, going beyond that. Maybe week six, uh, you know, as we kind of get a, get further in, I'm going to have to look at the schedules because that's going to be a big player in who, when some of these guys may end up starting or when quarterback changes uh, come into play. Because you'll want to be coming off a bye, hopefully, or heading into a softer opponent. Uh, maybe just something that's not so much of a, uh, you know, like when when was it that Tua came in, right? When they were playing the Rams. So it's like, hey, your first weekend, you're going to be playing Aaron Donald. <laughs> like, not was, not what you want to what you want to do. So that was so stupid. I I hated the way they handled that. It it wasn't it wasn't good, but Brian Flores had a good team there. You know, if you felt like you're ready, you just kind of go with it, take your lumps, and move along. So 
we'll see what happens though with uh with cam and mac and when that happens because yeah it's just a matter of of when not if all right last one chicago bears you got the beige water pistol with andy dalton and then you've got the new you've got the new upcomer mr fields who had a again in context preseason still an impressive showing for for just kind of being able to jump in there. I don't know how you don't start Justin Fields. Are you kidding me? What is look what Andy Dalton did with Dallas last year. Look yes. how much better of an offense that is. Yes, but you give you give yourself an out, right? And let's like the Bears won. They cannot and should not buckle under the pressure of bears fans hollering for Justin Fields to start. Like that is not the way you run an organization. Like you brought in Andy Dalton for a reason, right? Because you know, he's a professional, you know exactly what you're going to get. I'm not expecting obviously the upside of fields, but it gives you an out. You start Dalton for six games. If it's not going well, you pull in fields, but if Nagy starts fields and it still doesn't go well, go look at that roster. It's not a good roster. You're putting your job then on a rookie quarterback with no help into week one, who you're then going to have to pull out later, more than likely. It's easier to go the other way. You start with Dalton, a veteran, let fields get a couple weeks under his belt on just how to approach and be a professional <laughs> before you put them out there against these NFL defenses and it gives yourself an out too, right? Like, Hey, we went with Dalton. That's who we paid money for. It wasn't working. We're switching over to the new kid. New kid could save you some spectacular wins. Maybe he only gets, maybe they're a six win team, eight, you know, seven win team at the end of the year. But if Justin Fields looks good, that saves Matt Nagy's job. You think? I mean, if those seven wins come at the end of the season, yeah, maybe. Yeah, but it saves your job if if he provides a spark, whereas if you put him out there too soon and one, he gets hurt, or two, he just looks underwhelmed because he's got no help. Again, go look at that roster. It's not good. Like It is not a top-bottom roster where you're going to be like, oh, yeah, he could, he could probably you know make his way through. Like, no, that's not where we're at here. I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Um, it's just, it's just, uh, it's a little bit of a conundrum. I mean, cause fields has, um, he's got some opportunities, but again, it's just the organization itself. And I don't know, something's got to happen. I I just don't know. I think it's there's there's no way that that Dalton, at least for me, doesn't start. I mean, might as well he brought him in. Yeah. And I get it. I I know what the Bears fans are are all thinking, and you can hear what they're saying. They want him to start. They saw him in preseason, and that was enough. But don't send him out to the Wolves that early. 
he's got a long time to suck in a bear's uniform, you know, so <laughs> don't kick it off ahead of time. I mean, you could just ruin him like Houston did to David Carr. Oh, yeah. And then, well, they left him out there. <laughs> oh, we that suck? Was... Well, it's not going to get any better, so keep going out there. <laughs> <laughs> that poor kid. He shouldn't <laughs> have been the first pick overall. Like, No. Like that. I get it. You want a franchise guy, but he wasn't. He may have succeeded in another situation, but I don't think first overall pick is where he belonged to begin with. So, who knows? Who knows? All right. Well, on to the next bit of business, which is rookie performances. What stood out to you uh, after watching week one? Javante Williams. Yeah. He looks good. He does. <laughs> Melvin that- Gordon better get some time in because. Melvin Gordon got injured. Oh, he, he no, he just didn't play. Well, no, I think he was injured in practice, like hamstring oh, or something. So, oh, well, I mean, I, if that's what they're saying, doesn't sound like it. Just sounds like he didn't want to play. I I don't know. I mean, Patrick Sertan looks looks like the real deal at corner. I mean, uh, I was impressed with Terrence Marshall. Yeah. That's that's yeah. your that's your boy, right? Yeah, so you're, you're the Panther a, fan. He had a good game for sure. To your uh, point, Mac Jones looked polished for a rookie quarterback again. So heading into the season, I wouldn't be totally surprised if they went with Mac Jones to start Week One, but he was more polished than I was expecting. Even well, after did, all the things we talked about, you know, prior to the draft. Well, I mean, he was supposed to be, you know, the quote unquote most NFL ready. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not that surprising. Just, I, yeah, I don't don't know how you throw Cam out there. I mean, yeah. He's just spiking it at this point. (laughs) I think you can, you know, you can get through a game or two with him again, maybe three, and then make the transition over, but. Mac Jones was just a little more polished. I was impressed um, by it. Again, I think you see what you see is what you get with him. Like you're looking at his ceiling. He's going to be a good, solid quarterback. And that's a great fit because again, weapons everywhere, good offensive line, good offensive coordinator, a really good defense to keep you in games. You're not expected to go out there and throw 55, 60 times a game to make wins happen. So but who else? Who else stood out to you? Um, I don't even know. Oh, another one, Caroline. Tommy Tremble. Yeah. <laughs> came out. No, he came going out. Into of, the, going into he the came out of. Uh, oh, he came out of Notre Dame. I was like, he's a blocking tight end. He's a blocking tight end. He went out. He got himself Showed a touchdown catch. Showed up. He looked good. They need it. It's a position to need. You know, you need a little oh, balance God. out there. And, in the worst way ever since Greg Olson left, it's just been dumpster fire. Yeah. You, you know, speaking of, speaking of Notre Dame, Jeremiah Owusu. Yeah. The linebacker that, that Cleveland took. It's a good fit for him. I mean, it's already a good defense. So let, let, let me, let me start there. Like that, that that's not a defense that was lacking and this guy's coming to turn it around. 
it seems like it's going to be a good fit for him because that's what we kind of talked about a little smaller, very explosive. And then when he hit the field, you saw the explosiveness going, Oh, okay. Similar to Micah Parsons for me, where all of a sudden you just see this body flying around the field. You're going, who is that? And then you go, Oh, Oh, good Lord. He is fast. And, and Awusu kind of did that for me. And with Cleveland, with that defense, if he can make that that starting squad, that's a dangerous player for them to have, right? Because they've got as, a lot of dangerous players on defense already. That's crazy how far he fell, too. Because he was a little undersized. You know, he seems like a coverage guy. But again, he flies around the football field. And in today's NFL, that's not a bad thing to have when you have, no. you know, this Jamal Adams, but actually a linebacker kind of player maybe that's a the wrong comparison because jamal adams is jamal adams but still just kind of surprising makes again kind of solidifies cleveland's defense for me (sighs) but i'm trying to think of who else really stood out i kind of mentioned my boy micah parsons which i have to give a shout out to because i'm a cowboys fan and so maybe i'm a little little less discerning yeah those were some of the ones that kind of kind of jumped out at me. So we'll see how it goes. Like you said, Justin Fields. Yeah. In context. In context. It, hard for me to take away a lot from the quarterback because, I mean, when you just have that much talent, you're just going to go out there and, you know, show off a bit with your yeah, talent. See what you do. Yeah. Um, and I forgot who the other one was. Uh, the lineman that the Chargers drafted. And I'm blanking on his name now. Either way, like there was a couple highlights of him just mowing people down. I was like, "Good pick, Chargers!" And I'm sure if you're Justin Herbert, you're you're looking at that game tape, going, "Yes." So, who knows? Who knows? We still got more preseason football to get through, so we'll two we'll, more weeks. Yeah, we, <laughs> that gives that. I will say this, that provides us two weeks to get our predictions together because yes, we are doing predictions and so we can do an end of the season, who's right, who's wrong and kind of go Ugh. from there. Are Ugh. you ready for this? No. no it doesn't matter because it's happening anyway. <laughs> just, just, shh, it's going to happen. Yeah, just let it happen. <laughs> just let it happen. But yep, so in a couple weeks guys, keep tuning back in. We're going to have predictions for you. And that's where we make or break ourselves, right? That's where you trust the validity of of our opinions, the unrequested uh-huh. opinions that you're that you're getting. Slater. That's who you think of. Yep, Slater. He had a couple he had a couple highlights where it's just like, okay. <laughs> that's a real dude. That's a real football player. It's a real big dude. That's a real big dude. Who I do not want to be in front of, so. Uh Speaking of big, uh, big dudes, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is kind of a big dude, not physically, but big douche, maybe emotionally. Um, (laughs) is he the new GM in Packer land? Uh, he thinks so. He reeled in Randall Cobb said, Hey, I want Randall Cobb. So Packers (laughs) went out and traded, traded for Randall Cobb an overpaid small slot receiver who may play. I'm going to guess 15, 
thirty percent of the snaps. I was going to say 15, fifteen snaps a game. <laughs> I okay, I get it, I understand it, but I also don't understand why you just wouldn't have traded him to the Broncos for all those picks they were just throwing around. Oh my gosh! I. And Jordan Love didn't look bad. I mean, he didn't he didn't blow me away, but you know, he couldn't look any worse than you last know, year. Cuz now oh, it's just, wow. the Packers are just buckling under what do you want, Mr. Rogers? Oh, I know it's there. Oh. So they're trying to salvage the relationship, which and there's nothing left to salvage. No. This is it. This is the last hurrah for the Packers. They couldn't get Devontae Adams' deal done. Um, Rodgers is asking for, you know, old wide receivers that they're just going to go out and acquire and give up capital for. When, again, this all could have been solved. But uh, Cobb's not a high producer. Well, he's, he's only 30. Yeah. Surprised me. I thought he was older. But, I mean, he's never been a big stat guy right no. so this was just rogers wanted one of his guys to come back that's who it was but <laughs> i it's got one more year they've got they've got to figure it out this year but <laughs> if that's it i mean it's been entertaining like i said before i was hoping this was going to carry on through to the season maybe we saw a trade that's not going to happen now but no this is almost However, like a worse worse path if you're the packers <laughs> Well, yeah, now he wants Clay Matthews mm-hmm. because because that's who we, we talked about this. We, we talked we talked about this before we started. Is he wants he needs people to talk to. <laughs> it's Green Bay. It's it's not a bustling metropolis. Like it's not even a metropolis. It's not bustling. It's just <laughs> Green Bay. So it's, a, it's it's literally a town built around a football stadium. <laughs> yeah. So. I just, this just, none of this really worked out in the Packers' favor besides the fact that Aaron Rodgers is going to be on the field as of week one. Yeah, yeah. And, and then if you're selling your soul for, for a championship, I mean, they've done it. Now they just got to wait to see if they get the championship. So, I don't know. <laughs> Why would you want to break that, Clay Matthews? I don't. Oh, now he said he was just kidding. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. I just saw that. Because now he's got everyone's paying attention now, so yeah. All of a sudden, he's the comedian. I thought it was funnier before, but whatever, you know. <laughs> Go back to the Packers. It's all right. <sighs> but you know, we also had some money being handed out, so we'll kind of oh yeah, kind of run through this real quick. Jamal Adams got paid. Yeah, I I don't know how you justify paying a safety that much, but yeah, sure. He wanted to be paid, if he was going to be tagged, he wanted to be paid in a linebacker range. Yeah. He was. He, he wanted to qualify himself as more of a linebacker due to the pass rushes and um, sacks and things like that because, well, he's not getting interceptions and he's a safety. So, yeah, I'd also want to be classified into whatever fits best for my situation as well. <laughs> Whatever gets me more money, that's split position I play. Yeah. Well, I, I play on guard, but no, I uh, 
I identify as quarterback, so pay me that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, his average annual value, 17.5 million, max of 18, surpassing Justin Simmons, who is a good safety. You know, yeah, he um, actually catches the ball. Yeah, you know, past deflections. He's not just up there as like the freelancer linebacker. I you have to pay. Like they they weren't gonna not pay him after they traded for him. So I well, I mean that's the problem though, is like you see it with quarterbacks all the time. Yeah. If you don't pay him soon enough, you pay later. Like yep. pay now, pay later. David Dak. Yep. We could have saved ourselves I don't know how much money if if Jerry would have just said, You only want four years, that's fine. You know? Yeah. We could have saved ourselves five, six million a year if we'd have done it early, but it's a situation that the Seahawks got in. They should have signed, you know, when they traded for him that next off season. Yep. Get it done. Well, what do you want? Now, now and 17 now and a half million. <laughs> too much. Yeah. He better produce something on the field. Cause I mean, yeah. that's a big contract and he better have like 10 sacks. Yeah. I'm sure the locker room is going to be looking around like homeboy got paid. Like we're happy for you, but we also want to win games. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to need to go ahead and, you know, make that happen. Yeah. And then, yeah. Speaking of quarterbacks. Yeah. Speaking Josh of Allen got his. Good for him. Yeah. Especially I've, after the first year he had. You know, and that, and that's, that's what I like about it. I, I've liked his, he's done it the way that we, we haven't seen as much of, right? Like this steady increase over the first four years just gets progressively better. You know, actually got a little better vision, got a little better. Yeah. Kudos to Buffalo for sticking with him. Yeah. I mean, this was the smart move is, and, and I've, I'll admit it, you know, I'm the first one. It's like, it's, it's either pop or not, right? Like either you see it or you don't. And if you don't have time to wait and the bills played a different game, they, they saw it, you know, completely for what it was. And it paid off in Josh Allen's favor and in the Bills' favor. Oh yeah, and then now Cleveland and Baltimore, yep, staring down the barrel of ridiculous contracts for their quarterbacks who aren't yeah. Josh Allen. Yeah, I think Lamar Jackson. There's no way he doesn't get paid. I can still see a scenario though where Baker doesn't. I can still see that scenario, and maybe that's my pessimism, whatever you want to call it. I, I, yeah. he's the person. If he didn't get paid, he'd get pretty butthurt about. Well, this is it. They picked up his option, so I mean, it's gonna have to be next season. Yeah, I don't know. I think he gets paid though. Baker, by yeah. Cleveland. Yeah, it's Cleveland. I mean, they That's... haven't had success in twenty years. They've gone through. How many quarterbacks? Now they have one that's moderately successful. <laughs> They've gone through a few. Um, moderately successful, yes. I'm I mean, still hey, not sold. Oh, no, I'm not either. I mean, if he doesn't have a run game, he's he ain't leading that team anywhere. Yeah, I mean... I mean, he's the, he's the product of Nick Chubb and... Uh, Oh, what's his name? Cream Hunt. Hunt and ODB and Jarvis Landry. 
and I was looking for it because I tried, I was trying to figure out who to compare him with, right? Like what quarterback does he have similar numbers to? And it was shocking which one came up because it's a someone who's not starting for their team currently. Who who do you think Baker's Mayfield Baker Baker Mayfield's numbers are similar to? And I'm gonna That's I'm gonna try and find this real quick. Not starting for their team. That is currently not a starter. Well, yeah. <laughs> it was. <coughs> oh, excuse me. I'm I'm choking on it here. Um, <coughs> it was a. Uh, it was Gardner Minshew. Completion percentage for games played. Completion percentage, yards per game, touchdowns, interceptions. Now, does that work more in Baker's favor or Gardner's favor? You would think Gardner Minshew's favor. <laughs> you know, I would. I would like to think that. I mean, Gardner hasn't had a whole lot around him, but theoretically, based on previous performance with those two very different teams. Oh, yeah. That's Gardner's probably going to be available next year. Not this year. If you didn't want to pay Baker, throwing it out there. Wow. Yeah. Completion percentage, yards per game for... When they were playing games, like, you know, Gardner obviously didn't play a lot of last season with injuries and other items. Right. First starts. Very interesting take, considering what Gardner had around him and what Baker has around him. And yes, Gardner's Baker went not- into the the Cleveland Browns organization, probably brought a little moxie, but I'd argue Minshew's got a little moxie himself. You put him in that situation as more. well. I think he has more. So and he's li- not a little less this, bag. right? Little less yeah. talking about it and a little bit more just on the field swag. So Yeah. He's not insufferable like <laughs> Baker is. I mean I I was just uh just just throwing it out there, you know. I, I thought it was I thought it was interesting. So Yeah, that's oh my God, that is fascinating. Completions yeah, and I, attempts, it, it's it's a little again, it's a little off uh, as far as like the comparisons, but so for the 2020 season, completions 305 for for Baker. Minshew had 216. Percentage 62.8 for Baker, 66.1 for Minshew. Yards, obviously a big difference, but yards per attempt, 7.3 versus 6.9. Touchdowns taking into account the actual number of games played 26 versus 16. So, I mean, maybe just maybe. I don't know. I don't know if Cleveland has that kind of foresight though. No, no, I, I wouldn't expect them to. And I don't think they come off Baker, but I think if you were to take a step back, look at it from a different lens, right? Not who's in the building, but just really look at, what they're producing on the field kind of go, well, we feel confident about the way we've set up our team. What if we just put someone different in there that didn't cost us 30 to 35 million a year? Oh, God, 
what else could you do with that that roster? So. God. I'll. Yeah. I mean, the way that defense is already built, then you just add pieces. That run game. Imagine if you traded Odell. You let Baker go. How much cap space you have to keep the players you already have in place. Keep building on your O-line. Go out and get a Gardner, a Jimmy G who may be available next year. You know, I'm just saying options galore when you're not paying your quarterback 35 million and you have a good team. So again, props to the Cleveland Browns. You heard my joke at the start of the show. This is your redemption right here. Um, You've got a good team. You're probably the best in the division. So boom, knowledge dropped. I blame COVID. <laughs> that no, that's not right. <laughs> I'll let you go. I'll let you go do the research yourself. But um, I just want you to chew on that one for a little bit. You know, that's I'm probably gonna, gonna keep me up. That's gonna keep me up tonight. <laughs> oh, it's gonna make it's make you feel funny. Yeah, yeah. I'll just be awake at like two thirty in the morning, and be like, Minshew, Gardner Minshew, the guy with the jean shorts and the mullet. Yeah. And the mustache. He's got a majestic mustache. It's majestic. He does. Oh, I wish I could grow that. And his quotes, you know. He hasn't taken oh, a shit in weeks because he doesn't. Number two's he just not. Work. Number two's just not an option. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's such a Mike Leach guy. Like you, you know, you know who I want heading up my locker room. That guy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because it's serious enough to drive the point home, but not so serious that he couldn't have fun. Like he's having fun. Yeah, with it's it, so. it's not like I mean it's a little over the top, but it's not like yeah, absurd. So Minshew, I'm a fan. Good luck, buddy. I hope you I hope you land up in a good spot. Oh man, I you do know, too. I'd like to see more of him on the field because when he was playing, he was he was kind of exciting to watch. I I would tune into those games just to see, right? Like no, he probably, he brings a spark for sure. And he hasn't had much to bring a spark to. So there wasn't a whole lot of kindling around there to start a fire. So, um, all right. Oh man, I'm, I'm just excited for this season. Hard knocks is still going on. I know that's always a topic for everyone. I've, I've seen, I've seen it. It's interesting. It's not the spectacle I thought it was going to be, especially coming from a Cowboys, you know, from the Cowboys, you know, Jerry's still very much in it much more than, most owners. I was going to say, audience, uh, was gonna say if, it's, if it hasn't been that bad, Jerry must not be in it. He's in it, you know, but the drama yeah. just isn't the same. You know, all the drama right now is really around Dak. And is that shoulder something to be concerned about? Is it going to linger into like the season? Not. Sounds I like think, it's healing. I think they're just taking the cautionary route, you know, props yeah. to the trainers, uh, the athletic training staff there who reached out to baseball athletic trainers going, this is what we got in a throwing athlete. And, you know, they provided the guidance. That makes total sense. That's smart. Yeah. You know, that's about the only drama that I'm really seeing from this, which as a Cowboys fan, I am grateful for. Oh, I bet. (laughs) So I'll take it. Um, But we'll see what happens. Got a few more weeks of this just to see how it plays out. So, you know, hopefully (laughs) because they're my team, I don't see much that equates to drama going forward but you never know yeah not with jerry uh, yeah jura 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 jones jura. 
Jerry's going to Jerry. So, Oh, what a clown. Uh, all right. Well, and then uh, we got to touch on this last topic because this is, this was the big talk a couple weeks ago now. Um, but kind of hits close to closer to home for us uh, coming from Texas, but Texas and OU moving to the SEC. What are, what are your thoughts? Go get the fuck out. <laughs> I'm, I'm over it. I'm over tired. I owe you like, yeah, whatever. Texas, just go. I'm done with Texas. Done with Texas, huh? Done with Texas. I mean, I think it's a smart move on their part. You want to be a little no, bit. No, it is. They're going to get a ton of money out of it. And yeah, they're, they're going to get money out of it. The Big 12 wasn't exactly going anywhere. Oh, God. That's because Bowlesby's incompetent. Well, Either way, that well, that that division just wasn't wasn't there. No, I mean, and nationally, it was just. I mean, OU made it to the playoffs just because OU. Like, I think it's more on the name brand than anything's the reason why they made it to the playoffs. Yeah, but I don't know. No, um, uh, Big Twelve is going to get destroyed, which I'm somewhat happy about. Well. Um, I- my hope is that, you know, that uh, this results in the Big 12 kind of dismantling. If everyone no, took some teams, I think you would have a much better system. You know, if if a couple go over to the Big 10, a couple go over to the ACC, Pac-12, you know, and you end up with um, four 16-team conferences. No, I That's, think that would be that would be ideal. That. I don't know if the other the other conferences can. This is the problem that the NCAA has, right? When there's not like an overarching person to help guide and make these decisions. But I think that would work best for all players involved, right? People right, move over you, to ACC, Pac-12, the Big Ten. They all absorb a couple more teams. But the problem is. Outside of UT and OU, nobody really draws. Out of the Big 12 now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who your biggest draw would be. I guess you had Tech, TCU, Baylor, and, yeah, TCU, Tech, Baylor, Oklahoma State, but West that's, Virginia. Those are all extremely regional teams, not national draws at all. Right, so, yeah. So I like the idea that if, if they're able to figure it out you know send out the rest to the other yeah. to the other divisions no I, I i hope that's what happens although there are rumblings that pac-12 big 10 acc are in discussions of mm-hmm. merging or something similar to that which would be i but it sounds like it's just it sounds like you're just coming to a 64 team league yeah which outside the outside the ncaa the 16 teams make sense right because you can rotate you can rotate who's playing who and how often much easier than if you got any larger if you got four 16 teams you know where they're playing x amount of people outside and you know certain ones inside each and every year so i just think it makes it easy hopefully it happens I hope I, I really hope so. I hope I hope Tech goes to the Big Twelve. Then I I be Pac twelve. Then they get to play Colorado. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I, be, watch him, fun. I had to watch him lose in Boulder. <laughs> watch him lose somewhere new. Put your guns <laughs> up, Robbie. Watch- <laughs> I can watch him lose live in person. <laughs> it's like it's happening in real life. Yes, it is. They are losing. The score is 45 oh. to seven in real life. You're welcome. I know our offense was so bad. Last year. <laughs> well, it's we'll have to get funny, into college like, football soon. Cause... It's funny reading like articles like this is what tech needs to work on. And the first thing that comes up is the passing off, passing offense. And they just like, I read that. I, I know it, but I read it. I still like double check just cause like <laughs> we need to work on our passing offense. What the hell are you talking about? It's like, who is this Navy? Like, yeah, you know, geez. Run no, the wishbone out there. You know, maybe you just make a fundamental transition to something different. We should have just go total one eighty. <laughs> We don't ever throw the ball unless it's a long pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Go the route of Air Force, the military academies. Yeah, exactly. We have athletes. They just run real fast or they're real big and they'll run you over and we're just going to keep doing that. So hey, it works for some of them. It does. It does. Worked for Army for a while. Now it's working. No, it worked for Navy. Now it's Army. Air Force is always kind of middling. <sighs> Man. Oh, it's good to be back. I'm happy we're back. Hopefully the people are happy we're back. Are y'all yeah. happy people? Happy people, yes. People happy. Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. All right. But it's been good. It's been good being back. Happy to talk sports yeah. with you again. You too. Well, I guess we'll wrap up all in it. Um, like Tito said, we'll be putting together our season predictions. Tune back in as we evaluate the potential playoff picture. (laughs) It'll be interesting to see if the Panthers are included in your picture. Uh, It's not looking that way. (laughs) I already tell you that. (laughs) Anyways, for Tito, myself, Robbie, thanks for stopping by. You can follow us in the Twitterverse at TheUnrequested or email us at TheUnrequestedPC at gmail.com. Don't forget to tell a friend about us if you have friends. Or family, whoever. You know, or friends. <laughs> work friends work as well. Uh, and to hit the subscribe button for our podcast, give us some reviews as well. Until Ooh. next week. Season three kicking off with a bang. Love it. Bang, bang. Guns up, Robbie. Guns up.